I'm excited for this episode. I think it might be a good one. I got I got a feeling. I got a feeling. Ooh. <laughs> that this episode's gonna be a good one. <laughs> Hi guys. It's Emily. I hope that you guys are having a great start to your week because I know it's Tuesday. So I can't really say I hope you're having a great week because how can you tell? I mean, sometimes Mondays can just really set the tone of a week. So if you had a shitty Monday, I hope it turns around for you. So today's episode idea, I actually got it from another podcast called Anything Goes with Emma Chamberlain. And she did this topic and I found it pretty interesting and relatable because she did an episode what it was like to grow up as an only child, which I find relatable because I am an only child. But I'm not only just an only child, I am also the oldest child. So I'm like an only child slash oldest child hybrid, which kind of sounds weird. And you're probably wondering, well, how is that possible? And so I guess I should explain because to make it make sense. So on my dad's side, I am an only child. And not only am I an only child, I'm an only, only child. Like I'm the only niece. I'm the only daughter. I'm the only granddaughter. Like only everything. So that's what I mean by only, only child. And then on my mom's side, I have a half brother that's six years younger than me. So I'm 27 and he is 21. So also for the first six years of my life, I was an only, only child on both sides because it was the same thing on my mom's side. Like I was the only granddaughter, only niece and only daughter. So it basically was Emily's world and everyone was living in it. And I'm not even just like saying that. Like when you look at the photos of me as a kid, you can just like feel the energy of the fact that it was literally my world and everyone was living in it. And I, it makes a lot of sense about me as who I am now as a person. Now that I've kind of like taken a moment to be like, oh yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense about me. Anyways, enough about that. So in her episode, she pulled up an article about stereotypes about being an only child. And I found that really interesting because like obviously her experience is completely different than mine because we're two totally different people. So I thought I would do the same and I have the same article as her for the only child one. So here we go. I'm going to say what the stereotype is and then I'm going to say if I agree with that or not. So here we go. Okay, so the article is called 15 Dead Giveaways You're Dealing with an Only Child. Let's see what number one is. They're independent to a fault. One of the biggest perks of being an only child is also one of its pitfalls. Only children get so used to being alone that they have an independent streak that's difficult to break. That means as adults, is their way or the highway. And if you have a strong independent streak of your own, be sure you know the 15 ways to be a safer female solo traveler. That's probably a good article to read because I am going to LA by myself for a couple of days. So I should probably read that because I've, I'm just starting to get into the whole being solo and on my own 
type of thing. So I should probably read that after. So I would agree with that, that I am independent. And I do believe it comes from being an only child because I was left up to my own devices to figure out how to entertain myself. So I, yeah, I definitely agree with that one. That one is me for sure. When it said this can often mean that as adults it's their way or the highway, I do agree with that to a, like a certain extent. Like when definitely when I was younger, it was like I had to have things my way. But now I've kind of like learned that the world doesn't actually work that way and you have to compromise with people. It was something that I had to learn, but I'm getting better at it. So yeah, that one I definitely agree with. Two. They're more sensitive. Having a sibling to take jabs at you throughout your childhood can give anyone a thicker skin. However, for many only children, that lack of playful teasing means they're a bit more sensitive as adults. Those playful barbs you treated with past significant others who grew up with siblings likely won't fly when you're dating an only. That's true, actually. When someone, like, roasts me, I'm like, um, why are you being so mean right now? And it's because, like, One, I was an only child, and two, I had a younger brother, so I was the brat to my younger sibling, but, like, he was super nice to me, and also, like, when I was with my dad and stuff like that, I definitely, like, didn't have anyone around to take those jabs at me, so I would agree with that one. I'm definitely more sensitive, but I don't, like, I don't know if it's because I'm an only child, but I am definitely sensitive. Three... They won't ask you for help. That coworker who would rather go back to school to learn printer repair than ever call for help? Yeah, they're probably an only child. In addition to learning independence at a young age, only children learn how important self I can't speak. Only children learn how important self-sufficiency is, meaning they're often unwilling to admit when they need a hand. Definitely that is me. I, I just don't think to ask for help sometimes. And when I do, I'm like, oh, no, it's fine. I can just do it myself. Like, for example, this past weekend, I was set up for my birthday party. And I originally was going to have help. And then it just ended up not having help. And I was like, well, I could ask other people. But I feel like I can do it myself. And, yeah, I ended up doing it myself. And I think it's just because, like, I've done things on my own so many times that I know that I can handle doing it on my own. So I just don't ask for help. Sometimes it's okay and sometimes it really bites me in the butt. So definitely me. (laughs) Four, they need their alone time. Okay, I'm not even going to go into this one because I definitely, like, don't agree with this one. Like, yes, I do need my alone time, but I'm also a very social person. And I do like being around people. So I don't agree with that one. That stereotype is not me. Next one. They're overachievers. Yeah, that one. I'm not going to even read these anymore because there's no point. Anyways, <laughs> um, I agree with that one. I am an overachiever. I always try to strive for perfection, even though I know perfection is an unattainable thing. But I still try it. This podcast has definitely made me realize that because, let me tell you, I have tried to record this episode at least like 50 times and I'm just like, whatever, just go with it. It is what it is. (laughs) So 
Yeah, I'm definitely an overachiever. Six, they're wise beyond their years. You know what? My uncle tells me all the time, my uncle on my dad's side, that I'm wise beyond my years. So I'm going to go with that, and that is me. But also sometimes, I don't know. I would say that, like, sometimes I am wise. And I think it's just because, like, in the situation I was in of being an only, only child on my dad's side, like, especially with, like, my stepmom and my aunt and my uncles, I was always having conversations with adults. I wasn't having conversations with kids. So I think in a sense that kind of like made me grow up a bit more just because like I had to have conversations with adults. I wasn't talking about kids. Like I would talk about kid things, but also like I had to have kid conversations about things that I was doing as a kid, but with adults. So I think that's kind of made me a bit wiser but that so yeah I don't know I would say like yeah that one I do agree with but I'm like not trying to say it like oh yeah I'm so wise because like I no. <laughs> sometimes I really get humbled but I will say that I am wise and I think it's just because like I said having to talk to adults and like no other kids Like, there were, sometimes there were other kids, but very rarely. So, like, definitely I had to get, like, I think that helped me a bit. So, yeah. Seven. They know how to keep themselves amused. Oh, my God. This one, I totally, like, I feel so seen. Like, I am my biggest source of entertainment. And I definitely think it comes from the fact that, like, one, I was an only, only child, there was no one to really play dolls and stuff like that because they were all doing their own thing. Because, like, I was also an only child in a family where, like, my dad was a nurse and my stepmom, like, owned her own, like, project managing company. So, like, a lot of the time I was left up to my own devices. And anyways, I would go play by myself because, bye, I can make up my own, like, rules and stuff like that. So yeah, that one I definitely agree with. And I like notice that as an adult that I can definitely keep myself amused. And I'm my biggest source of entertainment. And it's definitely from that. And also having a brother six years younger than me, he's not going to want to play like dolls and horses. So I had to keep myself entertained. So yes, that one I definitely would say yes. They loathe to admit when they're wrong. I don't. Like, I think... Nobody likes to admit when they're wrong. And I mean, if you like to admit when you're wrong or you're able to admit that you're wrong, then that's a great trait that you have. But I think realistically, a lot of people don't like to admit when they're wrong. I definitely don't because it's awkward, right? Like, I mean, at least for me, but I've definitely like learned the older I get that I have an easier time when admitting when I'm wrong. So that one I definitely don't agree with. Next one. They're super close with their parents. Absolutely not. I, again, comes back to the whole independence thing. Like, this is going to sound weird, but I probably could go, like, months without seeing my parents. Like, I'll keep in contact, but I could go months without seeing my parents and be perfectly okay with it. Like, I do... 
miss them, but I'm also like off living my own life. So I wouldn't say I'm like super close with my parents, but like I'm close with them. But like I'm not seeing them every day or like every weekend or whatever. So I guess it just depends on your definition of super close. But no, I don't agree with that one. They're not great at sharing. Okay, when I was a kid, I was like pretty awful at sharing. I don't know though. I I would say like I wasn't the greatest share person like sharing. (laughs) What am I trying to say here? I don't think I was the greatest at sharing when I was a kid, but now I kind of do like sharing. Like, say for example, someone gives me a gift card to like DoorDash. I would rather share and have a meal with someone and share that rather than just have it to myself. But like, I'm not going to wait for that opportunity and I'm going to use it myself. But I definitely would prefer to share it with someone. So I don't know. I don't agree with that one. That one, no. Compromise isn't always easy either. (sighs) I'm trying to think, is this one me or not? If you and your significant other can never seem to come to a compromise, it could be their only child status coming into play. In fact, one study suggests that only children's tendency to get picked on may have lifelong consequences. Compromise isn't always easy either. I don't think that's me. Because, I mean, I definitely, when I was younger, and when I mean by younger, like in my early 20s and younger than that, I definitely had a hard time compromising. But now that I've kind of been like more exposed to like the real world, I'm getting better at it. And I'm starting to realize that like, it is not Emily's world. And nobody, I mean, it is Emily's world, but I'm the only one living in Emily's world. So I'm getting better at it. So if you were to use today's Emily as an example, which we are, no, I don't agree with that one. 12, they think outside the box. Definitely. I'm always coming up with outside of the box solutions to things and Yeah, so that one is definitely me. They think outside the box, for sure. They need a lot of affirmation. You know what? I think that's true for me because I'm used to it on my dad's side, especially because being an only, only child, like, you get built up. And I'm, like, especially even from, like, my uncles, I remember them being like, oh, you're so gorgeous and, like, you're so smart. Center of attention kind of thing. So, like, everyone was, like, paying attention to, like, what I was doing and all that. Yeah, I definitely need more affirmation. And I love it when people give me compliments. But at the same time, I'm so awkward when people give me compliments. So I definitely need affirmation. Because like when people give me compliments, I'm like, you shouldn't have. But also tell you more. So yes, definitely. 14. It takes them a bit longer to warm up. Is that colleague of yours standoffish or are they just an only child? With some only children, all that time spent flying solo means it's harder to warm up to people as adults. That said, don't let those first impressions put you off. Multiple studies have discounted the theory that only children have a hard time making friends. This one, I do think it takes me a bit longer to warm up to people. And I don't know if it has to do with me being an only child, though. I don't, I think there might be other factors into that. 
But either it takes me no time at all, or I need a little bit of extra time. It depends on how we're meeting, where we're meeting, and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes I'll be your instant friend. Sometimes it might take me a little bit longer. It totally just depends. So that one I would say yes, but no. 15, they're highly success-oriented. Definitely, I would agree with that one. I love seeing success in my life and I like working for things so that one I would definitely agree with so I would say I agree with let me count here I am one two three four five six seven eight nine ten so ten out of the fifteen stereotypes of this article I agree with And yeah, so let's move on to the firstborn one. So both of these articles are from this place called Best Life. And the name of this article is 17 Stereotypes About Birth Order Experts Say Are 100% True. So we're going to figure out if they're 100% true. So firstborn children are leaders. I don't know if I'm a leader. I have never been in a leader position And I wouldn't call myself a leader, so I'm going to say no. That one's not right. (laughs) That one I don't agree with. Firstborns are particularly anxious. Well, let's see what that has to say. Firstborn parents, or sorry, first-time parents are often warriors and with good reason. Their firstborn is their only child for a period of time, meaning they tend to express more anxiety over their little one's well-being than parents with larger broods. What kind of word is that? Who says broods? Apparently this article. Anyways, (laughs) as such, first children often absorb some of their parents' anxiety, worrying about the same things their parents frequently fret over. Well, I mean, I am an anxious person. I don't know if it's because I'm the oldest child or what, but if we're going to, I mean, it makes sense what it's saying here, but I don't know if the anxiety is from that. So... Sure, let's go with it. But I think also my brother has anxiety too. So I don't know if this is true. So maybe we'll go with maybe. Next one. You see, it says this one here where it's like youngest children are more outgoing. And I can say right now that is a lie. Me and my brother are two totally different people. He is an antisocial butterfly and I'm a social butterfly. And it's an interesting mix. Only children have trouble socializing. Um, absolutely not. I have no trouble socializing. I actually get in trouble for socializing too much. Only children like attention. That one, 100%. Why wasn't that on the last article? Anyways, that one I agree with for sure. I love attention. I love to be star of the show and I always have from a young age. So that one I agree with. Firstborn seek approval. Yeah, I don't know if it's... If I seek approval because I'm the oldest child or if because of other factors, but yeah, I definitely do. Firstborns are controlling. Firstborns often find their status as a central focus of their parents becomes threatened once siblings enter the picture, which leads them to take control and ensure they aren't usurped. Okay, I probably pronounced that wrong, but whatever, from their position of importance. That's probably why the YouGov survey found that men, firstborns, consider themselves more responsible, more organized. What are you saying to me right now? 
Anyways, firstborns are more controlling. Um, I used to, I mean, I still struggle with control issues, so I don't know if it's because of that. But yeah, for the sake of this, I will agree with that. Firstborns are jealous. Oh man, I have such a bad jealous streak and I don't know if it's because I'm a firstborn. But yeah, again, for the sake of this, we'll agree with it. <laughs> um, so that's the end of that. This one is kind of confusing just because it wasn't about firstborns. So I'm not going to tally them up. But after reading this, like reading both of those articles, I don't know if I really agree with the fact that your birth order matters. Like it definitely does. And there's like definitely psychology behind it. But some of those things that they were saying, I was like, um, that's not me. I don't agree with that. But also my situation is very different than considered the norm. So I'm not a normal firstborn, and I'm, I freaking hate saying that. I'm not your normal oldest child, and I'm not your normal only only child. Like, I have, like, your stereotypical traits of both of those, and they, like, do a nice little collab, but I also have other things maybe factoring into why I'm the way that I am. So it's really hard to say, but don't really have much more to add to that yeah if you've listened to this entire episode thanks for listening and feel free i would love it you don't have to if you give me a five star rating and yeah until next week's episode bye guys bye.